the nature of the church is one of those greatly disputed things in our modern world where the tradition says one thing and the modern hierarchy says another. I think there may be a series of sermons coming on the nature of the church. Uh, we'll see, but it's kind of been playing in my mind. I need to go into, into more in depth than just one sermon. But that whole image we hear in the gospel today of yeast leavening the whole batch. Any of you that do baking knows the importance and how little yeast it really takes to do the job. I mean, as you know, I love cooking and baking. But the importance of good, solid, working, active yeast, that's what the church is symbolized here as. So our Lord is talking about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God on earth is the church. So what he's talking about is the church is supposed to be leavened to make others rise, to bring others into the fold, the folded dough, so that the active yeast can have it rise. But our Lord is showing us multiple things with that. Because what happens to the yeast for it to work? Well, it dies. So it's calling us to death to self and life for him in order to bring about resurrection. That is what the church is in its nature. It's about missionary activity, the salvation of souls. That's the only thing the church is concerned with, is the salvation of souls. Yes, we're also to improve conditions in the world and things around us and reach out to others and do those things. But what's the purpose of doing those other activities? To bring them into the church, to bring them to Jesus Christ, that they may have eternal life. The church is not about politics. It's not about saving the world, you know, the... Uh, the, the tree huggery and everything else, the, the Pachamama worship. In essence, the church was established to save souls. And what are the three things our Lord himself told us we would have to fight? The world, the flesh, the devil. Look at what's being taught. I'm going to read something here in a minute, and I'm going to ask you to see if you can figure out if I'm reading something from the Vatican, whether it's from the UN, or whether it's from just some globalist anonymous organization. Because the church hierarchy, because i got to distinguish, the church is not the hierarchy. The church is, as St. Athanasius tells us, those who hold the Catholic faith whole and entire. When we hear the attitude of the hierarchy, it's like one of the kings of France that was Someone's talked to him about the state, and he's ah, let's stop, c'est moi, the state, that's me. The hierarchy of this is, they say, oh, the church, well, that's me. No. The church is those who hold the faith whole and entire. Not just someone because they wear mine. More on that at a later time. 
But then, okay, so we got the world. The church is hand in hand with the world. We see it with everything that's gone on, the kind of flu, the shutdowns, bishops pushing the, uh, the, the Fauci-Auchi, the kung flu shot, um, cooperation with you know, abortion, you name it. And the devil. Well, they've thrown Pachamama in the Vatican itself. The, the hierarchy is itself denying the mission of the church and working against the mission of the church. They're not fighting the world. They're hand in hand with the world. It's hard. You can't tell them apart. They don't fight the flesh. They have Jimmy Martin working and doing stuff in the Vatican. He's running around with his rainbow movement. Um, half the, the overwhelming majority of the bishops in this country are either practicing homosexuals or have that tendency or the other bishops have something on them so they don't speak out against it. So there's cooperation with the world and the flesh and when you're cooperating those two, the devil is there too as he was enthroned in Rome itself just a couple years, short years ago. Keep that in mind when I read this. I'm just going to highlight a couple pieces from this. The goals. Make, and this is direct quote, maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Unite humanity with a living new language. Rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Uh, but it goes on to other things, but I really wanted to focus on that number four. Rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. There are other things that are equally horrible, but they want to temper Faith and tradition. And those goals were, were come from a monument in Georgia that was established around 1980. These goals have been out in front of us for over 40 years. They're not hiding what they want to do. Now those things are some of the exact same things you will find in United Nations documents. There are parallels to that if you read Laudato Si and if you pay attention to anything coming out of Rome. These are worldly things. They, these, and these are the same people that want to cut, they want to cut the world population of 500 million. They're telling us, we want to save your life, take this shot. Um, hello, you know, to quote a movie, McFly, anyone home? Of course, we're not going to get it. They're, that's why they're pushing it now on kids. Sterilize the kids. Select, basically, they're talking eugenics and selective breeding. What do you do selective breeding with? Cattle. This is an effort to make man a slave. Who was the first to wish to enslave man? Satan. Those who are cooperating with these goals are cooperating with Satan. It is up to the church 
to fight and say no. And when these people that have the gall to chastise people like us started again, I encourage you to look at them and say, I don't take moral lectures from baby murderers. I don't take lecture, moral lectures from devil worshipers. I don't take moral lectures from those that serve the world and have rejected Jesus Christ. Bishops, you have betrayed our master. You are doing exactly what number four said. You are attacking faith and tradition. That's what the whole thing come out of Rome, uh, Traditionis Custodis is. It's fulfilling number four of that order. It's like the emperor saying, execute order 66. We're being slaughtered by our own. We're being attacked by our own. We have been betrayed by the hierarchy. And now Cardinal Supich out of Chicago is going to be trying to close down the many beautiful, large, traditional Latin mass communities in Chicago. Um, the Society of St. John Cantius, who I know some of their men from my years seminary, they're good men. And I just found out the Institute of Christ the, so Christ the King's Sovereign Priest is based out of Chicago, too. And here you have blazing cupcakes going after them. Then in Rome, the traditional Holy Week celebrations, the Triduum, have gotten kibosh. In the heart of Catholicism, the most holy days of the year, it is forbidden to do tradition, to follow what St. Pope Pius V gave us. The church is at war with itself. The hierarchy is at war with the faithful. Well, if they want a war, we'll give them one. But it'll be one of prayer, of penance, and sacrifice for their conversion. They want us dead. They want us gone. It's clear when you read the documents. They have a demonic hatred for you and me. Just the accompanying letter of Traditionis Custodis. As one commentator said so beautifully, from uh, paraphrasing him, he said, from a pope that said we should have the smell of the sheep, to coming across as beating the sheep angrily with a stick. But we who have the faith remain in faith, remain at peace. Pray for these people. They are leading souls to hell. And as long as we have bishops like John Wester, Bishop Stowe, Cardinal Supich, and others, we are at war for the soul, for the soul of Holy Mother Church. Because the, these people have the audacity, the absolute unmitigated gall to say that people like you and I who celebrate go to tradition, follow the tradition, obey the actual teachings of the church, 
are preferring our own preferences to the unity of the church. Glenn Jones, I'm talking to you, you coward. No, it is you who have chosen the world, the flesh, and the devil over Holy Mother Church. It is you who have betrayed our Lord, who have betrayed the faithful, who have denied the faithful their birthright. Who is it here that closed churches and hidden, hidden sacristies and chanceries? And who was it that was out there serving the God's people? It wasn't you folks, it was the folks like me and many others out in the wilderness. Why? Because the church is not answerable to Caesar. We are answerable to Jesus Christ. And I don't care what the bishop says, I don't care what Bergoglio says, the church is indefectible. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. Why? Because it is in the faithful that is the church. Not in you hierarchy hirelings. Not in you sodomite sorority sisters of the UCC, USCCB. It is in the faithful and the clergy who hold the true faith. So when they say that we are preferring our own thing to the unity of the church, no, we are being obedient to the church. It is they, it is they who have tried to forge a unity apart from Christ. Read for Tully too. They want unity, but without the fatherhood of God. It all talks about how we're all brothers and sisters. Well, no, we're not. It is only by baptism we become sons and daughters of God and therefore brothers and sisters. I am not the brother of an unbaptized pagan. I wish them well. I pray for their conversion. They become baptized. They may become my brother or sister and have the opportunity of salvation. But this basic teaching of the church has been lost because they want humanity as a center, not Jesus Christ. And then they talk about, oh, you're being disobedient. Well, first of all, that applies to faith and morals, and uh, Bishop Wester, folks like you, you have neither. How can we obey you on these things? You know, I've got, to, I've got to quote Father Altman here. He had something the other day I heard and he was absolutely right. These bishops need to resign and turn in their mitres before it becomes the millstone around their neck, dragging them to hell. Father Altman, God bless you for that insight. You're exactly right. So now that we've kind of distinguished the church, the church and the world as being one, as far as the hierarchy, what does that tell you and me? That we are not with the world. We're in the world, but we're not of it. The flesh, the sins of the flesh, the desires of the flesh, moderated, controlled, according to right reason and faith and morals. The devil, 
have nothing to do with him. Nothing to do with him if it's in cloven hooves. Have nothing to do with him if it's in black shadows and dark figures. Have nothing to do with him if he's in cholera and mitre. The only words we should ever speak to the devil are vade retro satana, get thee behind me, Satan. And I say that to the bishops as well, because you are devils. And the loss of souls on your watch is incomprehensible. For you and me, learn the faith. Pray, stay in a state of grace, and be not afraid. Don't be afraid to call them out. Don't be afraid to speak up. You know, when you really, truly go out and live for our Lord, when you walk away for everything for Him, and he, you're entirely in His hands, He does provide. Miracles happen. I mean, just look at what's happened here. I mean, I don't want to make it about me. But you all know the miracles that have happened. When you put your faith in God, are faithful to Him as best you can, not we're sinners. We mess up. We're not perfect. I'm no saint. But at the same time, we're trying. We're striving to love and serve Him. And we implore His grace, His forgiveness, His mercy. We implore the aid of our Blessed Mother. We implore the aid of angels and saints. Because they are also the church. They are the church triumphant. They are where we want to be. And they want us there even more than we want to be there. And we're united with the holy souls of purgatory. Who are relying on our prayers and sacrifices but they can still pray for us and help us. So those who are truly part of the church, truly have the faith, we are far, far, far from in the minority. Evil has the voices, but we have the numbers. Evil has the buildings, we have the faith. Evil has power to destroy, but we serve the one who has the power to give rest after work and life after death. Those evil ones have nothing to offer us except poison and damnation. But Holy Mother Church, our Lord Jesus Christ, they have a way to eternal life. Be not discouraged, but stand firm in faith. Stand firm in truth. Stand firm in the faith that makes us members of the one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. For outside of that, there is no salvation. Think about that for a moment. These people who claim to be the hierarchy that claim to be the church that do not have the faith. They are on their way to hell, and so is everyone who follows them. We have a lot of work to do, a lot of prayer to do, a lot of penance to do. 
For if we don't, who will? There are souls out there that will be saved only because of the faithful who pray, who work, who have sacrificed. And you won't know who they are in this life. But God willing, we make it to the Father's house. They will greet you and say, it is because of you I am here. You know, again, my personal belief, and this is just personal belief, that when we meet our Lord face to face in judgment, one of the questions he will ask us is, who did you bring with you? Because if we're on our way to his house, we'll have brought people with us. And if we're on our way to hell, we will have brought people with us. With great power comes great responsibility, as the old saying goes. And we have been given much, so much will be expected. Be not afraid, but instead rejoice. Because God could have created us at any time in history, but he chose us to be alive here and now to fight on his behalf, to be soldiers in his army. And the time for the battle seems darkest. As St. Joan of Arc said, to want God to provide the victory without supplying men for the fight is the supreme cowardice. We want God's victory. What are we doing to bring it about? Let's do our part. That at the end, we may meet those who have been brought to Christ through grace because of our prayers, deeds, and sacrifices. And that we may hear our Lord say to us, you fought the good fight, you ran the race to win. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter your master's joy.